Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. This is Don Abbey. My name is Janella Abbey. And Janella and I have been with Adventist Frontier Missions since 2012. We're field directors for three countries in Asia, and it's been really quite a journey for us over the past six years. As a field director, I wear two hats. One hat is supervisor, one hat is mentor, pastor, supporter. I find the most delightful part of my job that of supporting missionaries, coming alongside them in difficult times, helping them to see a way forward, planning and strategizing for the future, weeping with them as they weep, and laughing with them as they rejoice. I chose this story because it's fairly recent and very meaningful to me, because I have such hopes and prayers for the people of North India, where our presence there has been minimized, and we must leave them to struggle on alone. I call this story, Crocheted Together. We went up to um, observe the project with uh, Christian Sharma that they have been working on for the past seven years. Going to North India in January is not the ideal time. It was cold. Uh, We spent many hours uh, huddled around the Tandor in their one little room where they have this stove to keep them warm. It was about 7.30 in the evening when I finally unfolded my stiff limbs and eased my way out of the taxi. The total of 26 hours in a taxi in over two days had left me quite stiff and exhausted. But as I unfolded myself and looked around, there appeared out of the darkness three welcome faces. Christian, our missionary to that area, with two of the new people who had come to assist with the Pahari Project. A hand reached out and grasped my luggage. I held it tightly to my body. I was not used to allowing my possessions out of my grasp in North India. But now as I saw Christian approach from the darkness, my mind was set at ease. We collected our belongings and headed up the muddy, cow-dung-strewn path to the house. And there, waiting on the porch, in the porch light, was Radhika. And standing behind her, an unfamiliar yet strangely familiar figure, it was Ronnie, her sister. I had never met Ronnie, but there was a strong family resemblance. This was the first time we'd met Ronnie. She came in, I think, under the direction of the Holy Spirit the night before we arrived. And we had the opportunity to spend time there. So over the past three years, uh, Janelle and I have been following Alexis' articles 
on Radhika and on her sister Rani very carefully. Obviously, uh, we're very interested in this project as we have visited there six times. What a joy to see her. She had become so dear to us on previous visits. And now she welcomed us into the house and showed us into the Tandor room where we could get out of the cold. As we warmed our bones beside the Tandor in the blessed heat, we were quite thrilled to visit with Radhika and enjoy the pleasure of meeting her baby again, now six months old. But our exhausted bodies could not sustain a long visit, so soon we excused ourselves and retreated to our motel so that we could retire for the night. North India is cold in January. The ice along the side of the path made for insecure footing, but we safely made it to our hotel room. Again, no heat, and so we quickly stripped and cuddled under the covers in the cold room, our breath making little puffs of mist in the air. By morning, we were somewhat refreshed and ready to begin the activities of our trip, so we returned to the house to meet with Radhika and Christian and the others to plan our day's activity. Christian was already finishing off his breakfast and ready to hit the road. Eager to go into town to visit some former friends and to introduce Don to some of them. So Christian and I left to go to town, and later, about six hours later, we returned to observe a room full of laughter and interaction And the connecting piece had been crochet. And you'll hear Janelle's story of of working together with them in the crochet project. But now there was a heart-level connection, and it was really beautiful to see. But what was I to do? I was encouraged to stay with the ladies at the house, so agreed, and waved the men goodbye as they headed out the door. Radhika, Rani, and I retired to the Tandoor room and played for a while with the baby. Both girls speak only very limited English, a few words here and there. So how are we to communicate? We struggled for a few minutes and then lapsed into silence. But then I asked Radhika, you have yarn? For knitting? Yes, yes, Auntie G, we have yarn. Could I have a small ball? I have a project I want to work on. Oh, yes, Auntie G, you knit? No, I do not knit. But we will teach you. And so they began to try to teach me to knit. Taking a small ball of yarn, we cast on a few stitches, and then they showed me this way. Put the needle through here. Pull over the yarn, pull it back. I had learned some knitting a number of years back, and it seemed so much easier, but now I could not seem to get the hang of this new method. I tried and tried, and 
each time dropping the stitch and having to start again. Finally, I gave up, pulled out the knitting needles and handed them back to the ladies. Then I retrieved a crochet hook and began to make a few stitches. I asked, you crochet? No, both ladies shook their heads. I will teach you. And so I showed them a few stitches of crochet. They were both quite interested in wanting to learn. So I crocheted a short chain for each lady and handed her the the chain and showed her how to do a simple stitch. But what had seemed so easy to me was now very hard for them. It's interesting how what someone finds simple, someone else finds very difficult. As we struggled together to learn each other's skills, we also struggled to learn each other's language. I know no Hindi at all, and they know only a few words of English. And so, as we worked along, one or the other of the ladies would mime a word and ask me, in English? And I would tell her what it was in in English. Then she would tell me the word in Hindi. We would try to reproduce the sounds, strange sounds to us, in the other's language, and end up laughing hysterically at each other. But through this struggle to learn together, our hearts were drawn closer and closer. We played with the baby, prepared lunch for the men when they returned, and continued to enjoy getting to know one another. As the girls became more proficient with their limited English, Ronnie turned to me and said, Auntie G, I am ugly. Both of these girls come from a very difficult situation in a northern mountain village, a very dysfunctional area with large amounts of drinking and abuse. They, their self-image has been, had been totally destroyed. Radhika has discovered her, her true worth through Jesus, but Rani has not yet made that discovery. And so I turned to her. Rani, I said, you are not ugly, you are beautiful. No, she responded, I am ugly. Not to me, to me you are beautiful. We continued in silence, struggling with the needles, and then she turned to me again. Auntie G, my teeth are ugly. My brother says my teeth are ugly. I said they seem to work fine, he doesn't have to eat with them hoping that she would understand the humor. I think they are very fine. Again, we lapsed into silence. My heart went out to this young woman, so unsure of herself, so put down. Day by day, she labors in the fields and by night has abuse heaped upon her. She's just returned from a course in tailoring and hopes to be able to escape the work in the fields by setting up a small shop where she can make garments for the local population. But now, we simply try to communicate and to learn together. For three days, we worked together, making meals, crocheting and knitting, tending the baby, and then Ronnie announced it was time she must go home. She did manage to stay long enough to enjoy our Sabbath worship service, and then 
It was on to the local bus. As she prepared to leave the house, she turned and we embraced, tears running down our cheeks. I don't know if I will ever see this young lady again, but I do know that God loves her and I pray that she will discover his love for her. When Ronnie um, left to get on the bus and head back to her village, she was leaving with a sense of connection with someone who cared and loved and was genuinely interested in her. Uh, This is an experience that obviously she had not had many times or any times before in her life. What a beautiful thing to see how the Holy Spirit brings people together to communicate, to share love, even when they don't speak the same language. Isn't it interesting to see how bonds of friendship are formed? It's also interesting to see how God can use such moments, though they appear insignificant, to reach hearts long broken. We hope you've enjoyed this story, and I hope, personally, that you catch us again next time for our next story. If you feel that the Lord has placed something upon your heart that you would like to share with us, whether it's a kind donation, to learn more about us, or even to become a missionary yourself, please find us online at afmonline.org. That's afmonline.org. Thank you for listening, and wherever you are, God bless.